Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to TMZ Movie Crashers. Welcome back to TMZ's Movie Crashers. I'm your host, Fabian Garcia from TMZ. I'm your host, Paige Catton from 2Fab. Uh, lots of movie news this week. Yes. Uh, let's quickly go through what we are not going to discuss at length today, <laughs> including the fact that they have greenlit a new Constantine sequel, I think mm-hmm. after like 17 years Long or something. Time. It came out in like 05, the original. That's interesting. Keanu Reeves is going to reprise his role. Uh, a new Karate Kid sequel is yeah. coming out. Sony announced that. And they said this is going to get back to the roots of the original. I don't really know what that means. But it's not going to be, they say it's not going to be um, involved with Cobra Kai at all, which a Cobra Kai is a yeah. continuation. So does it mean it's not going to include like I think it's gonna, the original I, actors? I think the original actor is going to come back. Uh, Ralph Macchio. Because he's in Cobra Kai though. He is in Cobra Kai. So it's, you're right. It's like, what are they going to do? Because like they sh- because they've already kind of done a karate. Anyway, so we'll exactly. see. We'll see we'll what see comes what to that. I just want to see some chores done in the, in the new one. I want to see chores done. I want to see some painting. Uh, what else? Margot Robbie yes. apparently was quote mortified by the fact that there were so many set leaks when they were filming Barbie out here in Venice, which is such a ridiculous statement because you're out in one of the most public places in mm-hmm. L.A. And you're Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling dressed in these ridiculous outfits. Of course there's going to be massive set leaks. It's just such an idiotic... They'd be in the middle of nowhere in those outfits if right. people would... That talk. would be something. Yeah. But she just sounds ridiculous saying that. Yeah. Uh, Ezra Miller. Apparently the Ezra Miller saga is way more... Involved and complicated than we ever thought. He's a weird. They are a weirdo, apparently, according to this Vanity Fair expose. People should go read it. It's actually quite, very disturbing, more disturbing than we ever thought. Yeah. Um, what else? What else am I missing here? Oh, um, Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Woody Allen apparently was going to retire, <laughs> but then took it back and says he's not going to retire. And there's there was a lot of discussion about the legacy of Woody Allen. And look, I mean, they cannot be denied, regardless of the allegations against him. He has had a huge impact in cinema and film. And I got to be honest, like, I don't really care about Woody Allen anymore. Like no. it's not it's not 1975 anymore, or 77, or 19 or the 80s. It, Woody the Woody Allen saga is dead and gone. I don't really care about his movies that much anymore. But he's not retiring, so there yeah. you go. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to talk about that stuff. Where we are yeah. going to start today uh, is with the big motion picture. Biggest movie story of the week. We have got to talk about The Woman King. Uh, Viola Davis's new movie with John Boyega also attached. Um, It came out this this weekend in theaters and it actually kind of killed at the box office. Yeah. Um, it didn't, it didn't kill it. It, it performed well. It, it, it took number one. It, I think it raked in $19 million. They expected it to be like 12. Right. So, it, so it, it, it exceeded expectations, yeah. did pretty well at the box office, getting rave reviews by both audiences mm-hmm. and critics alike. Really, really high um, reviews. We both saw it. Yeah. And I got to say, I want to start off by saying it is a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Incredibly good. The reviews are warranted. Uh, it, it's objectively a great movie um, as far as entertainment value. Yeah. Incredible entertainment value, good action, good storylines, good character development, 
some some uh some impactful moments, a lot of emotions. Great performances. Great performances. I was like, but it was great like, set pieces too. Yes. The production value was high. It was just very powerful. It was like, powerful. It, like, was, it was, yes. It was, it was an objectively film. solid, entertaining movie. I want to start there. Mm-hmm. Um the problem though is with the history. Yeah. It it kind of fudges the historical accuracy. Uh, I'm not gonna even say a little bit, quite a quite a bit yeah. it does. Um and essentially what this has to do with is this tribe, not even it's, it's, it's a kingdom. It's a kingdom. You're yeah. right. It's a kingdom known as the Dahomey Kingdom. They they were real. It was a real kingdom in West Africa in the 17th, 18th, and 19th centuries when they that was when they were most in power at the time, um, and they were participating in the Atlantic slave trade at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were one of a handful of. Not, I keep calling them tribe, but they were one of a handful of kingdoms slash tribes um, that were going around capturing other tribes. And oftentimes selling those folks to Europeans. And they were participating in this and facilitating it for a long time. Um, and the movie addresses this. Mm-hmm. It addresses this right from the get-go. There's a raid. They take a, 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 the Mahi village people prisoner. And it shows you that they were the, the, the Homi tribe. They were actively doing this. The movie kind of downplays their role a little bit. Because although they acknowledge that they were actively participating in this... As the movie goes along, Viola Davis's character, she's talking to the king, portrayed by John Boyega, mm-hmm. and she's kind of trying to convince him, hey, we got to get out of this slave trade business. We got to get out of this. The Europeans, they want to conquer us all, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I don't want to spoil it, but we're going to spoil it here. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the movie, um, the king says in a very kind of grand speech, like, okay, we're done with this business. We're, we're, we're over. We're done with tr- uh, selling our brethren, yada, 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 yada. We're getting out of the slave trade. The movie uh, takes place, they depict it as taking place in 1823. So basically by the end of the movie, sometime in the 1820s, it seems, they make it seem that the Dahomey did in fact stop participating in the slave trade. Yeah. That's not correct. They continued participating in the slave trade through the 1850s, I believe even the 60s a little yeah, bit. I think that's what it, yeah. Um, and the, the British army had to step in and block their ports because the Dahomey, they were an incredibly powerful kingdom. They were controlling the ports of West Africa at the time and they had they were in charge of all of that. So they continued doing it through the 1850s and 1860s. The British army had to literally come in with a blockade to finally stop them. And that's when it finally came to an end. And we should note that the film focuses on um, an all-female warrior unit called the Agoche. Correct. Which is led by um, Viola, Viola Davis. Davis. She's yes. the general. And that's like the main focus of the, the movie. The movie. Right. Um, but the warriors in the film are portrayed as like liberators. They're portrayed as liberators and, and the good guys, essentially. And the good guys, essentially. Yes. And they like, you know, aid and like... You know, they're against the slave trade and all this stuff. But in reality, we as we learn, yes, um, they even, you know, would take them some people, other tribes or kingdoms prisoner for themselves, for themselves and, and or sell them to, off to the slave right, trade. To the, yeah. And the thing is, it was a lucrative business. They were yeah. making a ton of money from the Europeans. And there's also people were floating this out there, too, which I believe is true, that the Dahomey were potentially doing this to avoid being enslaved themselves, that they were yeah. kind of in this like kind of devil's deal essentially with the Europeans saying, okay, fine, we'll we'll help you enslave fellow Africans uh, if you don't enslave us essentially. I, you know, I'm sure that there's some truth to that as well. The fact is it's an ugly history. It's yeah. an ugly history and the movie does in fact downplay and kind of water down that ugly history. It does, it, it shows that yes, they were participating in the slave trade, but the movie really portrays Viola Davis as like, 
yeah, like we're, we're we don't have to do this anymore. And she yeah. ma- they make it seem that she did in fact convince the king exactly. by the that didn't to really sell palm oil instead to sell palm oil instead. Yeah. And that's not what happened. It no. kind of it, it waters it down and, and it kind of glamorizes slash glorifies slash lionizes this group. The Agoji is like liberators and heroes and almighty. They were ruthless. This was a ruthless kingdom at the time. They were going around because in the movie they also portray the Dahomey kingdom as the ones being oppressed by a rival tribe. The Oyo. The Oyo kingdom. And they're seen as ones that are like way more deep in the slave yes. trade when it's actually probably they were um the Dahomey were worse, if not. Yeah, the because same. the Oyo yeah. kingdom was also involved in the Atlantic slave yeah. trade. But it, the reality is that the because their historians have weighed in on this. Yeah. People who know their stuff have weighed in on this. And it was actually the Dahomey who were the most powerful kingdom. They were the ones that were going around sort of doing the oppressing yeah. a little bit. Yes, they were they were they were warring and feuding with different factions on, in West Africa, but the Dahomey were the ones going around mostly doing this. They and were, in the film, it's portrayed that the Oyo are the ones. Exactly. That yeah. So they have it reversed in the films to make the the Dahomey people look like they're the ones that are under under mm-hmm. the thumb of the yeah. Oyo kingdom. That's not in fact the case. Yeah. And as a result of this this history kind of surfacing as the release of this movie was coming out. Um, there was this there was this uh, trend on Twitter, hashtag boy, boycott the woman, the woman king. king, and there was a lot of people all up in arms about it, and there was there was outrage essentially. Um, that obviously didn't work. People want to go see this movie, but the thing for me though, like there was a lot of people in the media that were like defending the movie, and they were basically saying like go see the movie for yourself before you you weigh in because th- there were a lot of people before I went to go see it. There were a lot of people online saying. The movie does, in fact, address their ugly history. It does, in fact, wrestle with it. But that's not that's not entirely uh, forthright because it, it, it does, does ad- but, but it not does enough, not accurately and enough. not accurately. Right. Yeah. It makes it seem like, again, like the whole thing. You're like, oh, you're rooting for um, Naniska or the, I pronounced Nani- it correctly. Yeah, correct. Na- um, the Viola Davis character, Naniska, you know, right. you want her. She's like you're rooting for her because she's throughout many reasons you're rooting for her. Yeah, she's the protagonist, the, right? Protagonist, But she also like, you know. Is, goes through all this work to convince the king to stop this. It's um, the Dahomey's uh, role in the slave trade, right. and in the end, it happens. It works. He said, "We're done." Right at the end but, of the movie, he says, "And so we're you're like, oh wow, like what it's a, a feel happy good, ending. It's a feel good, good ending. ending." And then you find out that that wasn't true. It's not true. It's and just, yeah. So there's an article um, that this this uh, historian and professor wrote for Slate Magazine, which is a reputable magazine. It's not a right wing magazine. No. If anything, Slate leans left. Yeah. She wrote this article for them. It's called the title of it is the woman king softens the truth of the slave trade uh her name is anna lucia arajo she's a phd she's a professor at brown um howard university and she specializes in the atlantic slave trade so she knows her stuff and if you go read her article she outlines all the all the the fudges basically she, and in simple terms too very simple terms not, easy to understand so she basically really by the end yeah. of it she, her, her conclusion is like it was a great movie which i think everyone can acknowledge it was a great movie objectively entertainment value was there but it's just historically inaccurate. And then, so with that said, um, there are people that are crying foul because there are people that are responding to the criticism of this mm-hmm. and they're saying, oh, but what about this? What about the King Arthur movies? What about all these other oh white European historical movies that are historically inaccurate that you guys never criticize? Why is all the criticism coming on this? That's a valid point. There are tons of movies that depict lots of history movies, like, you know, Columbus movies. All the time. Right. That don't really show the true ugliness of the history. 
and that that criticism is valid. Yeah. I acknowledge that criticism is valid. But when when you do the what aboutism, I was just to about me, to say that what aboutism. It's a what aboutism, and it's it kind of deflects from the criticism that you're facing, not yeah. your, yeah, that, but that this movie's facing. And this happens all the time. Ha- like yes. people say, like criticism about one thing, and they go, well, what about this? And what exactly. about this? Exactly. So it's rather like, than just rather than just deal with what the criticism is and just get to the root of it, yeah. they they deflect and they they totally. do what aboutism, and that's kind of what's happening here too. Viola Davis has weighed in on this. Mm-hmm. She has weighed in on this. Uh, she and her husband, who's also her producing her partner, partner, they sat down for an interview with Variety, I believe. Mm-hmm. Variety asked them about, hey, how do you respond to this criticism and this hashtag boycott the woman king? Um, what do you have to say about it? People are saying that it's not really all that accurate when it comes to history. And what, what did Viola okay, have, have to say post. about so it? So yeah. Viola said... First of all, I agree with Gina Price Blythewood, the director. The director. Um, saying, if you're not going to win an op- argument on Twitter, we enter the story. Which is where- such a cop-out answer. Like, the no. director said that, like, oh, you're not going to win an argument on Twitter. That's, like, she, complete cop-out answer. She didn't actually address the root of the issue, but yeah. go on. And she says, we enter the story where the kingdom was in flux at a crossroads. They were looking to find some way to keep their civilization and kingdom alive. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the late 1800s that they were decimated. Most of the story is fictionalized. It has to be. And then, um, so so Viola Davis. Yeah. We should pause yeah, right pause off the bat. Viola Davis is saying the movie is fictionalized, which is obviously true because they they fudge the history. But but, but the movie has been marketed as like oh my god, historical based on, his, epic. Yeah, historical epic based on true events. Yes. So the movie is trying to tell you the marketing, at least from the trailer and all yeah. the marketing, everything from Sony. That oh my god, this is this is what really happened. That's how they're trying to portray it to the public. Even on IMDb, Wikipedia, right, like exactly. that's what it's labeled as. It like, is. This really happened exactly. But now here's Viola Davis saying, no, no, no. I mean, it's you know, it's based on true events, but it's yeah, it's fictionalized. So, yeah. but that's not how it was marketed. So yeah. it's a disingenuous, it's a disingenuous rollout of this movie. That's what's being. That's what it's, this seems to me, right? What did, what did her husband have to say? Okay, he, so he, he took it even further. Yeah, he, went, he took it even further. So he said, we are now what we call edutainment. It's history, but we have to take license. We have to mm. entertain people. If we just told a history lesson, which we very well could have, that would be a documentary. Unfortunately, people wouldn't be in the theaters doing the same thing we saw this weekend. We didn't want to shy away from the truth. The history is massive and there are truths on that that are there if people want to learn more they can investigate more. that is see that is such a disingenuous that's i don't like that answer he's basically saying look like it's an entertainment movie we we take license with this and i guess maybe that can be assumed going forward now yeah maybe that can maybe that should maybe that should have been assumed from the get-go maybe that should have been assumed from the get-go but i think they and sony were banking on people's ignorance they were banking on people not that's what being I was lazy ask, what being lazy and not looking into the actual history and now that the actual history has surfaced, now they're trying to be like, well, it's a movie. I mean, come on, forget about it. Like, I don't like that. I don't like this well, answer. It makes me, it, it, it's icky to me. It kind of, it feels like a shrug of the shoulders to me. Yeah. And it feels disingenuous. It feels kind of, I don't, it, it, I don't like the way it doesn't, it has a bad taste in my mouth. Again, the movie is phenomenal. Yeah. But if you would have marketed it from the beginning and, the, exactly. you know, I mean, look, they did say it's based on true events. It is in fact based on true events, but they were really pushing it as like, this really happened. That was the vibe I got from all the, the trailers and all the marketing and all the, the promos and everything. They were pushing it was like, this is what, this is the real thing. It's not though. It's I not know. now. After all the backlash, now you're actually addressing. Yeah, it's it's, it's not, a movie. It's, it's a movie. It's fictionalized. It is what it is. We it's take like, well, it's like, and then it's like, oh, we didn't want to make a documentary. Okay, well, it's not a documentary. Obviously, it's not based on not completely historically accurate. Why don't? Why didn't they just make it 
fictionalized right. from the get-go. Why did they have to market it like I this? I agree. They should have just made a movie that was based on the Dahomey tribe. They didn't have to call it the Dahomey because the yeah. movie, that's what I'm saying. The movie is like they call themselves the Dahomey. So these are re a real tribe. The king, the, the king he plays is the real is king's name. Is the real name. king's like, name. So yeah. if they would have just done a movie with a different tribe name, different king name, just made it fictionalized, then exactly. it, it would have been more, it would have been softer. It would have been fine. I'm like, okay, it's based on the Dahomey. But the movie actually calls them, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're taking up the, they're trying to take up the real history, but they're trying to also push, ignore the, the ugliness of the real history too. It's like, you can't do that. You can't have it both ways. I love the movie, but my, my takeaway on this is that the reality of it does not, it, it, it makes the movie less impactful for yeah. me, doesn't it? Yeah. Because I watched the movie and I was like, God, this is so great. It would be awesome if this was what really happened. But it's not. It's like it's almost like you're blatantly trying to ignore the reality, which is such a disingenuous, such a phony thing. It's like I don't like it. It just it, it kind of takes away the 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 bigness of this movie for me. I know I'm, I'm not I'm not saying this eloquently right now, but that's no. I get what you mean completely because yeah. I feel that way too. I mean, I was like like just like so upset and like so disappointed because after because I kind of knew a little bit about the boycott stuff right. before I saw it but not like the, the details of it right and so after I saw the movie and I was like oh my this is amazing like it's so powerful I loved it the performances were amazing and then I like and all that is true by the way is. It, it, is. Is. it is and people should, actually, I should say people should go see this movie don't boycott something no go see it for yourself yeah and we can have a spirited then, debate about then it you can criticize yeah. it don't criticize something before you see it I, I agree hate when people that do that. I agree with don't Especially criticize something days. if you haven't seen it yet um, at least know what you're talking about. Exactly. At least know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yes, I mean, on an objective level, it it, it fudged the history. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So it just and then after realizing all the historical inaccuracies, I was just like, it, again, it took took away from that. My enjoyment that, of the it. Enjoyment of it. The power. Now it puts a bad taste in my mouth and it makes me feel disappointed it, and a little upset. Icky. A little icky. A little yeah. Icky. Kind of like an yeah. icky feeling in your stomach kind of right, thing. Right. Because you're championing like in the movie you're like hell yeah. And but, I also but like. But then when you sit back and you realize like wait I'm I'm supporting and championing this group which were pretty ruthless. They did exactly. some They did some atrocious things. And I want we did um we talked about this briefly before of course we um um to dip, did today po today's yes. podcast. Jeez. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> what, I don't know what that was. You're good. You're um, good. <laughs> but Lupita Nyong'o yes. originally was, was um, attached, to this, attached to this project. She was. And, and then she so first of all she comes from like Africa herself. Mm -hmm. She's like actually African. Um and she she was attached to this movie. She learned about the Dahomey, um, the, true story. the true story about it, and then she pulled out of this movie. Yeah. She said, I'm sorry, I can't make a movie that that um, lionizes and, and glorifies this group because, frankly, they were shitty. They were a shitty... They were a shitty kingdom. They did some very shitty things. And she, there's a there's a video. People can go find it on Twitter if they want. But she's talking about the Dahomey. And she's, and like she's crying. And she, she's crying. Yeah. She's talking about how many people they helped enslave. And she was not she was not comfortable depicting that history, especially in this fictionalized way. And I got to be honest. I know there it's a movie and whatever, and it's fine. But like I got to say, this is a bad look for Viola Davis, in my I opinion. Know, and this, I know. That's what makes me stain, even more upset. It is. It's a stain on her reputation and a little bit of a stain on her legacy, in my opinion. And same for John Boyega, too. These are big stars. And John Boyega. And they should have, in my opinion, they should have known better. They should Because I, I, I wouldn't want to be... I wouldn't want to be depicting a group like this and trying to make them seem heroic when, in fact, they were the opposite. You know what so I mean? So do you think um, do you think ultimately that Sony and slash or the cast New. went into this thinking that not enough people know the true history? So I, it doesn't matter. First of all, you know, I'm a cynic and <laughs> the, the cynic in me says I'd like to assume no and that everyone was just yeah. kind of like maybe nobody knew. But come on, you're making a movie. 
By the way, the writers of this movie are a couple of white women. I want to note that. I the, saw the that. director's a black yes. woman, but the the writers are two white women. So there you go. That speaks volumes to me. Yeah. But yes, I do believe that Sony and or Viola and or the producers of this movie knew damn well what they were doing and they were trying to pull a fast one on the public. The public's ignorant. They're not going to look into this. They're going to embrace this as some like feminist empowering thing or whatever, which is kind of how it's been taken in. Yeah. Um, and I think they were banking on people not looking it up and not finding out the truth. But now the truth is surfacing and it's not good. And again, I got to say, it, especially as Viola Davis is the face of this, and which is such a shame because she's such a good actress. I just want to oh. note that she's, and she's good in this movie. She's too. getting Oscar buzz for she's this. She's getting Oscar buzz. And again, like on an objective acting level, that, that buzz is warranted. Yeah. So it's like two things can be true at the same time. The movie yeah. can be great, but it's also, it's not historically accurate, but not only is it not historically accurate, it's, it's kind of ugly because you're, you're making heroes out of people that were, really doing something atrocious and terrible at the time. And again, like, yes, the Europeans are mostly to blame. I, I should We should mention that, too. The Europeans were the ones yeah. who were doing the slave trade, but it's it's a murky. It's a murky and gray area, and it's it's just a shame. And So it's just disappointing. I mean, look, the and box I, office is doing well. Yeah. The movie's going to make its money back. I'm sure that's all the studio really cares about at the end of the day. Maybe yeah. Viola, too. Who knows? But, um... It's yeah. it's an interesting one. So but I still recommend going seeing it for yourself. I agree. I agree. People yeah. should go see it for themselves and make their own make up their own minds. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to move on to our next segment, the Hollywood hoedown. Uh, oh, that's right. We got to do it every single Every go. Uh, and this one we're going to kind of keep brief. Um, the trailer for I Want to Dance with Somebody, which is the Whitney Houston biopic, finally dropped mm -hmm. with Naomi Aki as the lead. And it is really good. Let's actually let's hear a yeah. little bit of it ourselves real quick. What's your name again? Whitney Elizabeth Houston. So there it is. Mm -hmm. And people can go watch the full trailer. It is really good. Yes. Um, Naomi Aki looks the part. Mm -hmm. The wardrobe is amazing. Um, I She's not singing. No. I, we should mention that uh, it's all Whitney Houston's real vocals, which is understandable uh, because Whitney Houston's voice is literally one of a kind. She she was, I would argue, one of the best singers, if not the best singer, as far as like R&B and pop singers go. I honestly think that it would have been not a good idea to have someone sing. It's impossible. It, it's, yeah. It's in the, in even the voice. Like Clive, you can't uh, Clive Davis, who was the producer, who, the, the record producer who discovered Whitney Houston, he's also a producer for this movie. Mm -hmm. There's an interview where he said, it was while Naomi Aki tried, she tried singing and she did a decent job. Nobody can match Whitney Houston. Yeah. It's, an, it's an impossible task, which I agree with. So and I actually kind of commend them for for scrapping and just yeah. just leading with Whitney's voice because when again, Whitney's voice is such one of a kind. And it's also just good to hear Whitney Houston singing again. And I know the her, trailer just made me so happy. I mean, because <laughs> do you know, the movie's going to go through all her iconic yes. moments in the Super Bowl. And it's also going to cover her her dive into into drug use and her eventual death. Um, but the, the Naomi Aki, from what I've read, because we talked about this briefly before when she was first, the first look of her came mm -hmm. out with the, the poster. poster. Yeah. 
Um, Naomi Aki at first was like really trying to kind of match Whitney Houston's uh, voice and everything to a T. Yeah. But the director eventually told her, no, 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 just get the mannerisms. Like we just we want to we want to see what Whitney Houston was like behind the scenes. That's what we're really trying to see. So that's where the acting comes in from Naomi Aki. And I got to say, it looks incredible. With, with, with these big biopics about musicians, iconic musicians, especially somebody like Whitney Houston, it's a challenge, right? It's, totally. a, it's a challenge. It's so hard to live up to the legacy of that person. Um, I, I'm excited about this movie. So far, it looks like it's going to it's gonna yeah. cover it well. Because um, Whitney Houston has, has a dark history, too. You know what so, I mean? Like, it's... From the trailer, I mean, they show a glimpse of her uh, marriage or wedding to Bobby, to Bobby Brown, Brown. Right. But I, I'm. This is going to sound kind of like weird, but I kind of hope that they're going to address the dark stuff as they well. Are. I'm assuming think, they are. I think they are because it says like the Whitney you never knew and stuff like that. But I, that's obviously the behind the scenes. But right. I just, I was wondering that because in the description, um, Sony had said. Um, it was like a no holds barred portrait of the complex and multifaceted woman behind the voice. Um, chronicling her early, chronicling her early years, rise to fame and trailblazing life and career. Mm. So I just I mean, I don't feel like I want to see that stuff, the, the drug addiction and eventual death, but I feel I like they have to include it. I think they are gonna include it. I I I don't want the movie to focus on that, obviously. I exactly. want I want to see the best of Whitney Houston. Of that's course. that's what everybody wants to remember, and that's what everyone frankly does remember. Yeah. I think they're going to my my guess is that toward the end of the movie, they're going to show her when she's like yeah. in addiction. I assume and they're going to, but I, they didn't show any of that in the trailer, which I thought was kind of interesting. Well, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, it's for the especially for like the buzzy type trailer. I, yeah. yeah, like you don't want to like again, we want to focus maybe trailer on, two. Right. Maybe yeah. trailer two or something. But I, for the for the first trailer, it makes sense to me just to kind of hype up all the good stuff. Yeah. It looks amazing. And Stanley Tucci's playing Clive Davis. And I love Stanley yes. Tucci. He looks great. Um, I'm very excited to see this movie. It comes out in December. Yeah. Uh, loved it, and it was it was big news last week too. Yeah. So that's kind of all I have to say about it. Yeah. It looks fantastic. It looks Naomi Aki looks great, yeah. and it's just going to be so good to have Whitney Houston songs trending again yes. and charting again, as they rightly should because they're fantastic. Yeah. So I can never I and like her national anthem, like at Super oh, Bowl. It's, I've watched that. It's like the best national anthem I've ever. If you want to get ever. yourself hyped up, yeah. watch that, watch that yeah. anthem it's on uh, YouTube. <laughs> so with that, I think we can move on to our final segment, yes. which is what you see, what you think. Um, we both saw different things this weekend. Yeah. I saw Pearl with Mia Goth, which is the sequel slash prequel to X, which was the A24 film with Kid Cudi. And it's kind of like an old school slasher film. Mm -hmm. um, I can talk about that first, unless you want to talk about- You can go first. Okay, I'll go yeah. first. So I saw Pearl last night and I know it's getting a lot of hype. Have you have you been hearing about the hype? Yes. It's getting tons of hype and people are like, oh my God, Mia Goth's a queen, blah, 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 a horror queen, all this stuff. She may well, I she may well be a horror queen because like yeah. she she kind of she definitely delved into the role. I'll say that and committed to it. It's basically because if you remember from the movie X, if people have seen it, the old lady in the movie Pearl is the killer. She's like yeah. this crazy deranged woman going around killing these like people that are making a porno on her ranch, and she's she's sort of sex obsessed, and she's there's there's allusions to her being fame obsessed as well. Mm -hmm. Um, spoiler alert, she dies at the end of X, but Pearl is kind of showing you the young version of Pearl when she's young and kind of what all that's about. And essentially without ruining it, Pearl is exactly that. She's obsessed with becoming a dancer. She lives on this farm in like the middle of Texas. This is like during World War One times. Um, and she lives with a very authoritarian mother and a father. And this is during the pandemic, by the way, like Pearl takes place during the uh, Spanish influenza period. So mm -hmm. it's, it's very, there's, they're wearing masks, very, oh, wow. very reminiscent of what's going yeah. on today. Um, but yeah, so Pearl is trying to break out. She wants to get into Hollywood. She wants to be famous. And in this, this really like kind of like deep down drive she has, she starts diving into madness. 
It's a spiral into madness. She starts killing her parents and stuff and people that start coming to the ranch. And it's it's very corny. I want to say that I want to really it's very corny. It's um, the shots, the way it's filmed. It reminded me of the Wizard of Oz, actually, a lot. There's a lot of reminiscence to the Wizard of Oz and some of the, the coloring and things like that. That's kind of the beauty of the film, the way it's colored and the way it's shot. It's very old school, as if it's like an actual 70s movie. Um, it's corny and like it's not a sc- it's not scary. It's not. As, I know it's pegged as a horror movie, but it's not scary. There's. It's more of just like a a, a dissension into madness and just a, a character study. That's, so I could see it. <laughs> you could see it. It's not that scary. Even when she like kills people, it's kind of cartoony. Yeah. She's like. Ah! Like just like well, I saw stat- like the thing with like the alligator yeah. and, like, and like the pitchfork, right? Yeah. And it's just like it's very like a, it remind. It's kind of has a grindhouse vibe. You know, like grindhouse movies from the seventies yeah. that are so over the top and yeah. ridiculous. That's kind of how this movie yeah. so you is. You almost like laugh at it. You laugh at it a little yeah. bit. And there's um there's a lot of talk about this six minute monologue that Mia Goth delivers at toward the end of the movie. Um, and people are like, oh my god, that was incredible. It blew me away. It it it's long, and I was like, God damn, she's still talking. And like, it basically, it's it. I know it's getting a lot of hype, and yeah, it's well written, I suppose, but run, runs way too long and not nearly as impactful as people are claiming it is. Um, there's going to be another movie coming out called Maxine, which That's follows the, the survivor from X. To X yes, right? yeah. yeah. So, and Mia Goth is playing all these characters, by the way. Um, she does a really good job. It's. It's. I don't think it's that good. It's not as, nearly as good as X. X was way better, just, and it was more of a traditional horror movie. Um, Mia Goth did well though, and that monologue does not live up to the hype, in my opinion. So that's kind of that's okay. kind of where I leave okay. leave Pearl a little bit. What about you? You saw something, okay, right? Okay, so I watched Do Revenge, okay. the Netflix film that everyone's talking about, yes. um, a dark comedy um, starring Maya Hawke and Camila Mendes, right. along with some other young adult actresses. Um, and actors and actresses, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it so much that I even watched it, it was twice. Tre- it was trending all weekend on Twitter. Yeah, people are like obsessed people, that it's like are the number one Netflix film. People are saying it's uh, reminiscent of Mean Girls. Yes. Is that true? So it's Mean Girls, um, Clueless. Wow. Like it has those like late um, 90s, late 90s, 2000s. early 2000s yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely some references and nods to that. Okay. Um, so it's about like a high school high school girls, right? That are like seeking revenge. Well, yeah. Is that the so gist? yes, but um, that's the the gist. And they team up, and like right, one's right, like right. a new girl, and one's like the mean girl, and they right. kind of team up a fallen fallen queen kind of. Okay. But they're the, the what makes this film stand apart from these other like corny Netflix young adult um, films and of stuff which like there that. There are a lot. There are a lot. Yes. Is the writing. So it's written by, I have her name right here, um, Jennifer Caton Robinson, who also, it's, she's directed and co-written by, uh, co-write the film. And okay. um, she also did Someone Great, which was another good Netflix film. I don't know if you ever saw that. Mm-mm. Another Netflix standout. But I'm very anti-Netflix. I know I, you are. I, I watch very so, few Netflix movies. <laughs> so it's just, it's clever. Mm. And the plot twist is so unexpected, okay. which for these kind of films, you ex- I was just predicting what was going to happen. Sure. You thought, oh, it's going to end like this. This is right. going to happen. And then it's all, you know, happy ending. Da, da, da. Right. No, no, no. There's a huge plot twist. Wow. You don't know what's going to happen next. Um, okay. And the, the, the aesthetic was amazing. The colors were amazing. The yeah. The costumes, the costuming, were okay. epic. The okay. costuming was awesome. Um, wow. And there's the attention to details I really love too. Like even like Maya Hawk's character Nora or Eleanor, she goes by both names. Um, 
she has a like pet like iguana or mm. a lizard of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her name's like Oscar winning winner Olivia Coleman. That's the <laughs> that's the name. That's her name. And she even has like like <laughs> Oscar winner. Camila Mendes like makes her her the little like robe for like the iguana. Like oh my just gosh. like little funny details like that. And right. then the writing was it was just impeccable and okay. I absolutely loved it. It's campy. It's such a blast. It's right. so much fun. Again, I've already watched it twice, but I'll watch it again. That's interesting because so a lot of like these like comedy rom com type Netflix movies like you said most of them are not that good they're kind yeah. of like they're kind of like throwaway movies just kind of like just straight to dvd type movies i've, I've said this in the past about netflix movies or netflix originals it sounds like this is not this is the and opposite it, it's, it's yeah, a standout it's, to, it's total netflix standout wow it's getting great reviews on rotten tomatoes as well people are loving it so honestly if you're against netflix films like fabian often i suggest you give us a chance okay. it is so much fun um, yeah, and the, and the soundtrack is awesome. Wow. The, 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 Original the, music? Or, no. Or, okay, but they, like got, they the, got some yes, good. Yes, okay, but good. like the, the music they chose was just so fitting for right, all the scenes. Right. And um, yeah, and there's some like characters you love, characters that are so unlikable. Right. And it also has like, uh, a lot of people pointed this out, it's kind of like a multiverse of like um, very like young adult shows. So yeah. there's like actors from... Um, Euphoria, Outer Banks, oh, no Riverdale, wow. Stranger Things, obviously Maya. Um, so they brought, all those, they brought all those people together yeah, for this movie. And Pretty Little Liars, they all have like an actor from all these shows. Wow. So it's like, they okay. kind of like, I don't know if that was intentional, but it kind that of, sounds, it's pretty cool that they did that. That sounds pretty fun. And if it is in fact a throwback to like the 90s and the 2000s, like the those, those movies of those yeah. times, that's good because like those movies were, by today's standards, those are considered, quote, toxic movies. Yeah. Like, the toxicity. I miss the toxicity of the 2000s. Yeah. I want it back. And if this movie, it sounds like it has a little yeah. bit of that. Oh, yeah. There's some like burns, I would just oh, say, that shit. are like, like you're just like, oh, like okay. shit. Like some things that like, they don't really kind of like soften burns in movies right, right, these right, right. days of when it comes to like They're not as mean as they used to be. They're not as mean, but some of them I was like, okay, right. all right, here we go. Yeah. So I so highly it's recommend it. Then. It's a throwback. There's definitely a lot of throwback. And I forgot a big, big part of it. Sarah Michelle Geller is in it and plays no the principal. Way. Michelle, yes. wow. The icon. She's of, the, the 90s yes. icon. Yeah. Yes. I know what she did last summer. Scream yes. 2. Yes. She plays like the headmaster of this private wow. school. So that just adds. I love the, Sarah I, Michelle Geller. She was great. It was great. just the icing on top of the cake that she was in this film. So, okay. So this yeah. actually sounds good. Yeah. Um, okay. That's yeah. awesome. I'm, that's Thank you for that review. Uh, mm. I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in with us. We appreciate it. Uh, check us out on Spotify. Uh, Apple, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. We're on YouTube on the website as well. And uh, we will check in with you guys next time. See ya. Take it easy.